Welcome to Tech Intersect. I'm your host, Tanya Evans, and my life and work exist at the heart of law, business, and technology. Yeah, I've earned a few fancy titles and degrees over the years, but the bottom line is I'm a writer, speaker, teacher, and lifelong learner. And I'm really excited that you've joined me on this journey. So what is Tech Intersect? Well, it's authentic, empowering conversations with really interesting guests who demystify complex topics to prepare you for the future, because your future is now. And it exists where law, business, and tech intersect. Get ready to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the last episode of 2021. And in this episode of Tech Intersect, I welcome Sean Morrison to the show. Now, Sean is the ultimate multi-hyphenate, a change agent, entrepreneur, best-selling author, and investor. And as an accomplished entrepreneur, Sean has founded three tech companies and has been at the forefront of technology for at least the past 15 years. In fact, in 2015, Sean was named one of three winners of the L'Oreal Women in Digital Award for her app, Cast Beauty, and was the first Black woman to do so. She graduated from NYU's Tisch School of the Arts with a bachelor's degree in film and television, and also earned a master's degree in electronic art from Middlesex University in London. And currently, Sean is the Director of Strategy and Investments at the Starfish Accelerator, which is the first of its kind accelerator that invests in storytellers of color. And she is regularly called upon to speak about topics ranging from diversity to design and investing. And and she's been featured globally in publications, including the Wall Street Journal, Marie Claire, Essence Magazine, and Fast Company. And she's also the publisher of The Black Chain, which is a weekly publication that focuses on where culture meets crypto and digital art, collectibles, and creating and investing in that space. So we talk about the NFT year in review, the opportunities for BIPOC and queer artists in the metaverse, and the most important stumbling blocks that artists and collectors and investors need to focus on in order to succeed in the future of creativity. Now, if you've tried to figure out crypto, DeFi, and NFTs on your own in, you know, YouTube University and podcast college, I invite you to visit AdvantageEvans.com and really learn how to buy, store, and trade crypto and NFTs and to access DeFi safely, legally, and confidently. Advantage Evans Academy offers everything from full-service VIP onboarding to prof-guided on-demand and cohort-based courses, as well as an engaging, informative, and very fun membership club, AE Explore Live, for as little as just $99 for a quarterly membership or $365 for a yearly membership. Yes, that is $1 a day. And if you use the code EXPLORE2022, that's EXPLORE2022, by New Year's Day 2022, pay just $20.2020 to ring in the new year prepared for the new economy. 
When you join the club, you will transform your relationship with money, generate wealth in the new digital cash economy, create digital ownership streams of revenue that can lead to generational wealth. Buy, store, vet, trade, earn, and sell cryptocurrencies, engage in DeFi to lend and to leverage your crypto, and create, buy, and trade creative and collectible NFTs. And we do all of that in a wonderful community of like-minded, lifelong learners ready to get in and win. So if that sounds like you, join us. Visit AdvantageEvans.com to get immediate access to resources and our session schedule for 2022. Before we hop into the ep, please take a moment to follow this podcast and then like, share, and comment so that others who would benefit from this content can find it. Okay, it's time to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. In this episode of Tech Intersect, I am so very excited to round out this year of 2021 and all of the episodes to welcome someone who I've wanted to talk to, um, have this conversation with on Tech Intersect for a long time, Sean Morrison, to the show. Sean is the ultimate multi-hyphenate, an entrepreneur author, investor, producer, and someone who's also a visionary thought leader and educator in the creative and collectible NFT space. And Sean publishes The Blackchain, launched in March 2021, with the goal of amplifying the voices of women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ artists and collectors in the NFT space. And since its founding, the vision has actually expanded, and it's expanded to include building the largest collection of BIPOC digital art anywhere. IRL, or I guess I should say metaverse. (laughs) And we will talk about all of that and more in a moment. But first, Sean, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It is so wonderful to be here, Tanya. I I listen to the podcast all the time and I'm just honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Your voice is such an important and impactful one. And it has certainly been for me and clearly for our community. And so, uh, you know, I, I look forward to sharing this with selfishly. It's really for me, but <laughs> evidently dozens of other people will also benefit from this conversation. So I'm hype about that for sure. But before we dive in, you know, we are still in the midst of the pandemonium and um, we are persisting in spite of the thing that won't let us be. We are great, but exactly. it won't exactly let us be. And by us, I mean, literally the world. So just how are you? I am doing okay, uh, considering I was, uh, you know, we're having pretty warm weather here in Austin, mm-hmm. and I was out playing with some kids oh, yesterday, yeah. and I made a wrong move, and there went my back. Oh, <laughs> Lord of mercy. <laughs> you got to stretch. You got to stretch. You know, yeah, considering <laughs> I, I am well. Last night was rough, but I'm, I'm doing well today, so I'm, I'm, just, I'm just grateful, you know. Good. Well, um, continued blessings to you and yours. And I'm, I'm glad that despite the evidently the cartwheel that you did yesterday, I'm not quite sure that you live to tell. So this is good. <laughs> so let's start with your background in and, and your experience, your education, your training in art, just generally before we dive into, you know, crypto and collectible NFT space. Well, I would say I started out being a creative. Um, mm-hmm. I went to school. I got my master's in uh, electronic art. Um, and I was making video art before I actually moved into 
the tech space. I mm. think many people know me from being an entrepreneur and an investor, but before all that, I was, I definitely had my sights on the creative world. I definitely um, wanted to be a, an artist um, or a creative at the very least. <laughs> and I think that, you know, I think, I think I, I might've been, they say timing is everything. I might've been a little ahead of my time with the video right. stuff because no one, no, lots of people were just kind of like, how do we even collect this? Like, what, what, what girl video right. art? And so, you know, I did a hard pivot and, and went into technology and really uh, became an entrepreneur, but it wasn't until this whole NFT thing happened that it really clicked for me. So I'm thankful that I had a, a start as a creative. And I think that what that did for me was really sort of put to bed this idea of um, you're either left brain or you're right brain, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm a Gemini. So I, I think I'm, I'm <laughs> very, I'm very flexible. I can do many things. And so I really leaned into that. And so, yeah, I started out as a creative and, and have always been, a creative. And I think I applied that to, to my investing. I think I applied that to my, my entrepreneurship as well. And, and now kind of full circle uh, with the blockchain as well. When you think about or explain the point of view that you have as an investor and entrepreneur writ large before what I, I'm going to assume that whatever you were investing in and focused on before you entered the NFT space aligns, but I'm interested in your point of view, which is the, the, the projects, the people that you have invested in and that you have a decided focus on. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, the creativity definitely is a thread. Uh, one of the companies I've invested in is, is glow up games and mm. they're, they're a, a female-run mobile development game studio, and uh, they develop the Insecure game um, mm. and are working on some fantastic things. So I think that I, as an investor, I've always been drawn to companies that sort of bridge the technical and the creative. Um, and so I think that's definitely that's definitely a thread uh, right. for sure. Um, and I think, you know, bringing the whole idea of a thesis uh, as an investor into into uh, my collecting as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's definitely parallels there for sure. Uh, you know, we are who we are and we bring that kind of into everything that we do. So for sure. Right. That definitely makes sense. That makes sense. And you're, you're no stranger to technology, but what's your um, your rabbit hole moment for crypto? And did NFTs come before crypto or did crypto come before NFTs? You know, yeah. So NFTs definitely came before crypto. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for a lot of us, it really started um, earlier in the year with Clubhouse and the right. pandemic and and being locked in. I I know that you're 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 definitely an OG in the crypto space. So got <laughs> I feel like I'm a new G. Is that, is that a thing? A new G. Make it a thing. <laughs> I think that for me, you know, my my brother has been into crypto for quite some time, and he's mm. always telling me about you know Bitcoin this, and I you know I'm I'm definitely eating some humble pie these days. <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of if you had gotten in, I told you to get in, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But it just wasn't clicking for me to be honest. I, right. I read the Satoshi White Paper; it went completely over my head. I got the idea and the concept of digital money, but but practical applications, I didn't. It didn't make sense to me. It really, right. 
didn't. And it wasn't until I started hearing, you know, I was one of the first few people on, on Clubhouse and being in the entrepreneurship in the VC space, all of those rooms were all about startups and pitching and VCs. And to be honest, I got tired of hearing that. I was mm-hmm. like, I do not want to hear one more pitch today. <laughs> but I, I certainly do remember the moment when that started to shift, right? Where um, we started to see these NFT rooms and, you know, it's like, what is this? What is this? Right. And the conversations just, you know, definitely piqued my interest. It was about art. It was about technology. It was about everything wrapped into each other. And and I was certainly intrigued. And being in the middle of a pandemic and not really having anywhere to go. Right. You know, it was it was it was fantastic. That was there was the novelty of being on a new app um, and hearing a new conversation and learning. And, and those are all things that excite me. Right. Something mm-hmm. new, not having anywhere to go. It was audio <laughs> only. So I could, you know, I could run around the house. I could tidy <laughs> while I was listening. And so, you know, I'm also an autodidact. So I learn mm. on my own, right? I mean, school is great, but if I can just lean into learning something on my own, I can really pick it up. And so it was really a full circle moment for me understanding that, hey, this NFT thing is a fantastic application for video art, right? Because right. Can attach the idea of provenance to it. You know that you're getting an original. I mean, all of those things just really sort of came together for me mm-hmm. in that moment. And it was it was fantastic. I just, you know, I, I dove in on the deep end and um, I, I think I'm still there. <laughs> yeah. You've not, I know what it looks like because it looks yeah. like me and you've not recovered yet. And right. I don't think there's any hope. It's like, save yourselves, save your, it's too late for us. Exactly. <laughs> and in fact, just join us, join us. Right, right. <laughs> Right. You're turning into your brother now in the world. Of oh, NFTs, man. Well, he's, he's just kind of like, man, you really, wow, you in there. <laughs> I love it because it is really that experience. Once the light bulbs begin to go off and, and, and the reason that we describe it as, you know, this rabbit hole experience mm-hmm. is once mm-hmm. that one pivotal moment where it's like, oh, the first light goes off. Of course, it leads to 10 other questions. Oh, yeah. And each of those lead to 10 other questions. So there's no moment in time, even as an educator in the space, even someone who's developed an online certificate and my own online platform and doing all these speaking engagements. Every day, I immerse myself in the things that matter to me. I will Mm -hmm. never know all the things about all the things, right? Uh, But, you know, taking a deep dive and connecting my expertise Mm-hmm. That that I amassed over the in intellectual property and entertainment, and also my love of creativity. I was known back in the day in the nineties as <laughs> lawyer by day, poet by night, and I was Ooh. doing deaf poetry jam, and I was oh, first wow. runner up in Philly, and mm-hmm. and you know how you said earlier that you are slightly ahead of your time. I was one of the first people because I have two books of poetry and a, and a spoken word CD uh, oh, wow. called Shine. Yeah. See, that's like, see, we had to have this conversation and you all are benefiting from the fact that we are vibing. But I was one of the first people to have a multimedia book. My CD was on the inside back cover, affixed mm-hmm. on the inside back cover of my book because I love the written and spoken word and some people are going to read it well off the page. Other people are going to receive it well orally. And I wanted to provide that multimedia experience. So oh, that's <laughs> cobbled together at the time, but, but, you know, I headed a curve. Um, it was right at the time when eBooks were breaking. I, I did it. Mm-hmm. I hosted an educational opportunity and Ex Libris, I believe was the first 
ebook producer, very new, hungry, and we aligned and the rest is like kind of history. But I say all that to say, once you fall down the rabbit hole, then you want to take others with you. (laughs) (laughs) And so I imagine that was some of the energy and the spirit behind the creation of the blockchain. So the blockchain is where culture meets crypto. So tell the good folks what the blockchain is and why you thought it fit this year to start to publish the blockchain. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Well, you know, as with anything, when I when I enter into a space, I'm looking for people that look like me, right? Mm-hmm. Looking, you know, we're, we're Cubans are hardwired for connection and you know, mm. all, that, all that good pattern matching stuff that we throw around in the VC world. It's really true. And so being who I am, I, I was I was looking for other artists of color. I was looking for queer people. I didn't, right. I didn't see very many. Um, and, and coming from the world of, uh, of entrepreneurship, you, you learn that if there is a void, there is a market, right? If right. there is a void, you fill it. And so that's just what I did. You know, I just took the initiative and I was on the, uh, I was on the one-off Discord server. That was oh, what, yeah. one-off was certainly, I think for a lot of us, we all met in that one-off Discord. It was the only place to connect with people of color really right. in this space at the time. And um, I remember chatting and saying, you know, I, I'm thinking of just doing like a little newsletter, just like highlighting, you know, artists that are doing really great stuff in the space. And and it was really selfish because it was like, <laughs> I, I want to see this. And exactly. I want to see artists that I like. So <laughs> it's all about me, but I, <laughs> or it will resonate with someone else. And it certainly did. And I literally just, you know, was poking around Twitter and it's, oh, I like this. I like this bookmark, bookmark, drop it in a newsletter format, write a little bit about it. And, mm-hmm. and off I went. I had no massive plan for it other than just that, highlighting right. people of color in the, in the space. And, and what I realized very quickly was that that resonated with a lot of people. Right. And, you know, it was like, well, you started this thing. You can't stop now. <laughs> You're like, but I'm so tired. I'm so I know. tired. Like, I can't tell you the amount of times that it was like, ooh, is it Friday already? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I, I certainly had to become a little more organized and, and uh, uh, about pulling it together, about pulling the content together, about really thinking through some of that stuff. But it was just really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really started to resonate with other people in the community who really wanted to discover artists. But it was really wonderful to see how the artists themselves responded to right. it, right? Because no one else was highlighting them. And, it, and I wasn't doing it as a favor. These are really talented people mm-hmm. uh, who deserve recognition. Um, and, and the way that they really responded to it 
just really warmed my heart. And so I was like, look, I, I got to continue with this. So then I built out a website and mm-hmm. you know, started to do more features and started to feature collectors as well as artists. And, you know, it just it just really snowballed from there. Um, whenever I was able to collect the work of specific artists that I was highlighting, right. I went ahead and did that. And I thought to myself, look, we've got, you know, we've got the the, the Blackstonian or the, the Smithsonian Museum of African <laughs> art. We've got, you know, Moad in San Francisco. We've got uh, the Studio Museum. We've got all of these physical, wonderful uh, collections of, 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 of Black art. Right. Why are we not doing it here too? And so that sort of led me to the, the second goal of the blockchain, which is to create the largest collection of, 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 of Black and BIPOC art, um, digital art, Right. Um, on the planet. <laughs> and I know it's audacious, but you know, I, I believe that we are going to get there. I've got some wonderful initiatives that I'm planning uh, for, for next year that I think mm-hmm. are really going to lead into that. So, so yeah, that's, that's the story of, of the blockchain. I mean, at this point, I think we're almost at 10,000 subscribers. Wow. So it's, you know, and trust me, I hear about it when an edit, when an edit <laughs> is late, it's like, girl, where's the newsletter? Same. It's coming. It's coming. Right. <laughs> it's been a long week, but uh, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change it at all. It is fantastic, and I'm I'm enjoying doing it. So, very thankful. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Tech Intersect. Our conversation will continue in a moment, but first, a word on an exciting opportunity. There's a more cost-effective and time-efficient way to reach your leading-edge learning and earning goals to put you ahead of the stiff competition in this fast-paced, tech-driven economy. You need skills, credentials, and a fast track to a competitive advantage. You need it now more than ever, and I can help. The Advantage Evans Method puts you ahead of the curve with condensed, comprehensive online courses, curated content to leverage your current skills and expertise, live coaching, networking opportunities, and more. Upcoming courses include From Cash to Crypto to help you buy your first Bitcoin. And there are two ways to get your advantage. Advantage Evans Encore gives you maximum experience for your total competitive advantage and access for one year. It includes a live welcome and modules on terminology, buying and selling, exchanges, mining, earning crypto, trading and investing, and also several of the legal issues you need to know in order to be safe and secure as you enter this space. That includes tax compliance, how to plan for a Bitcoin estate, and securities laws to make sure you avoid any legal unforced errors. Now, Advantage Core gives you the essentials. It's a short course to give you what you want and the support you need to buy your first crypto in as little as three weeks with access to the information and replays for three months. And if you're not quite ready for your Advantage and want a sneak peek to try before you buy, then register for a free masterclass where I share my Crypto 101 success checklist and cover current hot topics in crypto. So there truly is something for everyone, including you, to get in on the fast track and learn and earn in the digital economy. Visit AdvantageEvans.com to get started. That's AdvantageEvans.com. And now, back to the conversation. 
it's a really important, tangible, kind of like an air, no, not, not air quotes, tangible amplification of the excellence of artists of color, of queer artists as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a perfect alignment with the benefits of the technology that reduces the barrier to entry and also to the connection between the artist, the collector, and the investor. Because there's, so, you know, in the same way that there's this disruptive impact of blockchain technology and cryptographically secured assets on the finance side, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're seeing the same thing on the, you know, the in the art world, you know, uh, better than I of all of the quote unquote intermediaries that stand between many artists, let alone those that are historically and systemically marginalized in the art world. So I imagine that is particularly important to you as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's, it's just what's really validating about it. I mentioned that I started with just highlighting artists that I like, Um, but what's been wonderfully gratifying is to see those artists now are some of the top artists in the space, right? Mm. Um, I remember the first time I saw Latasha's work. Oh, yeah. I saw Diana Sinclair's work. The first time I saw Andre O'Shea's work. I mean, these these guys are the leaders in the space now. And that is so wonderful. It's gratifying for me. I'm happy for them. But it also lets me know that, you know what? Yeah, there's there's a lot of talent in our community. And 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 it's it's well deserved. And they're doing this outside of the traditional system. And that right. is so so wonderful about it. And on top of all of that, you add the addition of generational wealth mm. and starting to, to you know what I mean? These are people who some of them for the very first time are making money from right. their art. And that is so liberating and that is so empowering. I think we're at the precipice of something really amazing um, when we see the impact that these artists are going to have in the community moving forward too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, out on this worldwide web, it, mm. it, on one hand, is like the embarrassment of riches. And then it's how to reasonably organize a space that resists organization in the yes. traditional sense. Right. Yes. So how do we collect in a way that still is authentic to the community that is part and parcel of, of the crypto experience in particular, its idea of being decentralized and, yeah. and, and, you know, grassroots up rather than top down. And I think that you are striking the right core to amplify, but also honor mm-hmm. um, the space that, that lends itself better to community than, and, and collaboration than to competition. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, my personal uh, mantra is just that the universe is is abundant, and I think that there's enough for everyone. So I'm not competing with anyone. I certainly yes. think that this space is so new too. There's room for everybody, even if it seems like we're doing the same thing. We're not right. doing the same thing, and so I'm not in that frame of mind at all. And I think mm-hmm. that um, it's really important to me to stay in in my lane. And I think my lane is amplification mm-hmm. and. And um, education as well, but certainly not competition. (laughs) Understood, (laughs) understood. And the universe is rewarding and blessing the experience because you tease in at least one or two issues of the blockchain about the growth that you are experiencing. So talk to us about where the blockchain is going in 2022. In 2022, I'm so excited to, 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 I mean, I haven't, I haven't really made a formal announcement. I think I might have. <laughs> well, come on. Switched. We're about breaking news. Let's oh, go. I said something to somebody. <laughs> um, but, um, 
Yeah, so we are going to we're going to expand the blockchain newsletter. We're going to do a music issue. Mm. Uh, we're also going to have film issues as well, just to be able to cover the breadth of everything mm. that's happening in the space. I firmly believe that we've not even scratched the surface of what NFTs can bring to to, to music and and quite frankly other art forms. And so right. I'm I'm seeing a lot of movement in film um, and in music, and I want to really focus and, and, and honor and uplift those artists that are in that space as well. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do a monthly music issue. We're going to do a monthly music uh, newsletter um, as well and a DeFi newsletter too. Love it. Um, we are also going to be leaning into the educational aspect. My whole thought is that, you know, the the only way to support artists is to support artists, right? You can talk <laughs> about it, you can write about it, but at the end of the day, if artists aren't selling their work, then you're not helping them. And mm. so to that end, I think that part of the solution is really to onboard new collectors into the space. And I have so many friends in the in the VC space, in the tech space who are watching what's happening with Web3. They want to get involved, but you know, I can't really blame them. There are there are some aspects of it, like we've discussed at the top of the interview that are prohibitive, right? Right. We have been, for better or for worse, we are, we are used to the, the ease of web too, right? Mm -hmm. We want to be able to reset our passwords. We want to be <laughs> able to do all this stuff. And some of that doesn't exist in web three. And so I think what's important is to potentially onboard collectors and creators at the same time, creating a very small cohort. Right. And at the, end of, at the end of that, collectors collect and artists get a sale, right? Everybody right. wins. And so we're going to lean into some of those um, educational aspects of bringing people on board so that artists can can sell their work, mm -hmm. um, ramp up our programming as well. So there's a lot planned. I, I actually have hired an assistant, which my therapist will be very happy. No, that's right. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited. Really excited about what's what's coming down the pipe for the for the blockchain. I think. Um, I think this stuff is really going to resonate and, uh, you know, we're looking to, to grow as well. So I, I'm excited. That's really, really exciting. And, you know, in that description of what is to come, you highlighted a lot of the opportunities for artists and collectors as you were speaking. What are some of the cautionary tales or some of the biggest or maybe more common mistakes that you see new entrance into, and now I'm speaking on the artist side, I guess we could talk about the collector side as well, but maybe, you know, a couple of things that come to immediately to mind as you set your eye toward education and onboarding and navigating the NFT space for creators in particular, what are some of the common mistakes that you see them making that you hope to educate them about moving forward? I think one of the biggest things when I talk to other creators in the space is it's really easy to forget that ETH is real money. <laughs> Talk about it. Let's go. Right? And it's like, I mean, look, I've been guilty of it too, right? So if you got your you got your pot of ETH, it, it's like funny <laughs> money because you know you don't hold it in your pocket and you see something and it's like 0.5 ETH. But do, would you really spend this in real life? It's 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 easy to forget that it is real money. And I and that's one of the first things that I talk to my, my mm. collector friends that are moving into the space, like, look, this is real money. You really have to think of it as such. Right. Um, and for collectors, especially, 
I don't want to I don't want to beat the thesis idea into into the ground, but I really mm. think it's important to have some guardrails around what it is you want to collect. Know what you like. Know what your you know what what draws you in, and and maybe start there because right. if you just are dropping in on a super rare or a foundation or even an open sea, my goodness, my you, goodness, it's really easy to be overwhelmed by the sheer amount of of artwork <laughs> that exists. Right? I think for a lot of people they see the pfp stuff and mm -hmm. you know this isn't really art and you know that's debatable i'm not here to tell people what's art and what's not right. um what i don't know if it's if, if you know if that's your gateway drug then that's fine but i just think it's really important to 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 have that thesis in mind and understand that this is real money um right. and then lastly what we all know is super important is the security aspect of mm. it um i think that's one of the biggest aspects that I hear people are really afraid of. They're like, what is this? You know, I hear people are getting scammed left and right. And I was like, well, yeah, people are getting scammed left and right. And one of the wonderful things about blockchain is the transparency of it, right. but it's also one of the worst things is that right. you can see the wallet that scammed you and see where all of your- <laughs> <laughs> Mocking you. Right. No, there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. So it's really about personal responsibility, right? Um, and, and that's what I try to impress on people. And, and that goes for both artists and collectors. It's like, it's really, it's really down to you in a way that it hasn't been before. Like right. I said, people are really used to in Web2 having some level of, you know, somebody that you can complain to, right? This right. thing went wrong. I want my money back. Th that doesn't exist yet on, on Web3. And I think that that's going to be a tough, tough lesson for a lot of a lot of people who are entering the space to learn. So it's really important just to be, to be careful. It's really important. This idea, I mean, it truly is a mindset shift to mm -hmm. really have ownership, sovereignty, yes. uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle or this is day two, seven days of exploring crypto. I created this um, email short course to run during Kwanzaa, right? And, wow. and today we focused on self-determination and that, and reimagining your relationship with wallets and how wallets have evolved over time and, and a diversification of wallets and also what that looks like. Brave has a really interesting built-in wallet that they now have that doesn't require an extension because so many wallet extensions were getting hacked as well and, wow. and concerns around that. So, you know, we talked at the top of the uh, this uh, episode about just staying in this information. This space moves at a meteoric pace. Yes. It's super exciting, but it requires you literally have to do your own research and also do your own research about the places where you check in to get your information. I think it's really, I, I think you touched on something really important there. It's important to stay present. Yes. In Space. Because because it's so easy to get that link in your DMs of Discord and click on it. Like right. I that that happened to me. I saw something, it came through. Logically, if I were paying attention, I wouldn't mm. have even, I would have just deleted it. But I looked at it and I was gonna click the link. And I was right. like, Sean, really? <laughs> You're like, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Yeah, you know, and I thought about it and I read it and I was like, yeah, this probably is not what I think it is. Mm -hmm. uh, let me go ahead and delete this. But if you're not being present, you can really, really get yourself into some trouble. So I think I think that's a that's a really, really good lesson. Um, and I love that you fra you're framing it around Kwanzaa, too.
Yes, yes. There's so much power. I did this Medium article at the beginning of this year, and I've been thinking about it over all these months. It came out on January. I'll drop a, a link in the show notes. Came out on January 1st of 2021, and I had conversations with a bunch of Black thought leaders in the crypto space about what the various Kwanzaa principles from the Ngozi Saba, what mm-hmm. that meant to them, right? From unity and self-determination, collective work and responsibility, cooperative economics, faith, creativity. And I feel like I'm forgetting ones. uh, But the idea is, or the point is well made that there is this really interesting alignment between Kwanzaa principles and the the original ethos and spirit of cypherpunks, even though these are completely disparate communities. Mm, yeah. Right? But underneath it is a distrust of traditional organizations and, right. and governments and big business and doing right. things on your own through your community. Right. right. There's a lot of that self-determination in it. And Absolutely. so I love that. So I've been playing with it over the months and also trying to create a number of different opportunities you know, learning opportunities from the high end white glove onboarding service for folks mm-hmm. who don't necessarily have time to do an uh, even an on-demand course or a, co- a cohort. They just want me to help them do it, like set right. up all the things yes. I can only do, right? Just whatever you said, just do those things, right? <laughs> Not taking a course, but I want to get in, right? So right. we have those folks, but I can only do a few of those a year given my right. own schedule. Right. So then I have the courses and they are what they are and they cost what they cost. I'm not doing free master classes anymore, but I'm doing real low cost, low hanging fruit for somebody to do something maybe an hour later, at least they have a wallet and they mm. purchased crypto for the first time. And then maybe the next one is another hour where they, okay, they have something in Cash App, how the hell do they get it off and where do they keep it and how do they keep it safe? <laughs> right. So yeah. like the little breadcrumbs is what I'm focused on in 2022. Cause I do want everybody to win in a way that my therapist will allow so that I too am, <laughs> am not losing it. Cause I feel like our therapists talk to each other. And okay. have a plan for us. <laughs> right. But, but we need to all get this information. We need to all win. This is one of the, when you talked about reparations and, can we create that environment for ourselves? Yes, plenty of folks owe us things, but in the interim, we're also going to create. We are creative people, right. um, and and we have this opportunity now based upon technology. But it's a mindset shift to be in control of your own stuff. Exactly, exactly. It comes with a whole new set of responsibilities. So. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I see that we are very close to time that I have to lovingly release you back into the world so that you can go be great. I know it's amazing. This is a first of many conversations. I feel like there are more opportunities in 2022 and beyond for us to partnership on some things too. So let's say like once a quarter, we should be checking in. I love it. I love it. I love it. So tell folks how they can connect with you and learn more about your work and everything that you mentioned, I will include in the show notes. You can connect with me on Twitter. That is where I spend way too much time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am Sean Morrison on Twitter at Sean Morrison, S-I-A-N-M-O-R-S-O-N. Um, you can follow me there. Um, you can also follow the Black Chain. It is the B-L-K chain. Um, so you can follow the Black Chain. We are just building out our Discord community. Welcome mm-hmm. to join us there. You can also subscribe to the newsletter right from our Twitter profile. So that's something that I would love for everyone 
who's listening, who found any value in this conversation, please join the conversation on Twitter, uh, subscribe to the newsletter. Um, and if you have any feedback at all on the newsletter, you all you need to do is respond back to the newsletter. Um, it comes directly to me and I'm open to any suggestions on artists to feature or anything, anything of the sort. I'm happy to, to, to engage with people in that way. Sean, this has been an absolute delight. You were already my extreme uh, and extraordinary friend in the Twitter streets, um, yes. in the Twitterverse, and yes. consider me uh, on your fan club for sure. And anytime I can amplify what you're doing and uh, participate and support what you're doing, I'm happy to do so. I've learned a lot from you and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Tanya, thank you so much for having me. I hope that you will join us for for uh, when we start our programming. I would love to have you Absolutely. on and talk a little more about and share all of your expertise um, with the audience. But just so grateful that you are in this space as well. And thank you for, for sharing your platform. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much, Sean, for such a fun and informative episode. Time definitely flew. And also, thank you for helping me say goodbye to 2021, the longest and yet shortest year that ever yeared, and hello to 2022. I claim that there are better days ahead. Be safe, leave people, places, and things better than you found them, and be good to yourself and others. Look, the future of work, wealth, and creativity is bright, and it exists at the intersection of tech, business, and law. Thank you for listening and for supporting this little podcast that could, in just under 100 episodes, we've already grown 4X in just one year, and that's because of you. And in just four episodes, I'll be celebrating the 100th episode of Tech Intersect with some very, very, very special guests. So be sure to subscribe and tune in. Now, before we sign off, please take a moment to like, comment, and share this episode and this podcast with your networks. Follow me on social media and let me know what topics you'd like to hear more of and who you want to hear from. All right, that's all for this episode. Until next time, continue to shine. Stay in touch with host Tanya Evans via your favorite social media on Twitter at at Tech Intersect and on Instagram via the handle Tech Intersect. This podcast has been produced by Stephanie Renee for Soul Sanctuary Incorporated.